0: Um, I'm not sure what to do with my hands.
1: (laughs) Just put them like, you know, in your pockets or just down by your sides. (laughs) Hi and welcome to The Improvement Project, the podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts and celebrating all the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my lovable and bearded husband, who is celebrating a birthday today. Hey, John.
0: Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Okay. That's me, John McCall, a husband, just trying to do my best to offer hugs when needed and keep my wife happy and calm during a crazy time. And yes, it's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. As some of you may know, it's also Jenny's son, Ethan's birthday, so she's busy celebrating with him, so I'm subbing in to introduce the show today. Happy birthday, Ethan.
1: Happy birthday, Ethan.
0: So even though it's my voice instead of Jenny's, we're still getting intentional about our habits, and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, and more productive overall with your own best self.
1: Jenny and I recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago before things got really weird in the world. We were blissfully chatting about decluttering and not really that concerned about COVID-19 or being locked down in our houses and trying to ride out a global pandemic. We know that sometimes you just need to take your mind off of what's happening in the world and distract yourself a bit. And maybe you need to clean out a closet or two since you were home for a while. So we hope that this episode helps. Enjoy. On today's episode, we are discussing some of the common questions that may be helpful to ask yourself as you are decluttering and playing the Min's game. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about when I say Min's game, let's do a quick recap.
2: So the Min's game was created by the minimalists, who are two gentlemen, Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. And here's how it works. On the first day, you get rid of one thing. On the second day, you get rid of two things. On the third day, you guessed it, three things, and so on, until you reach the last day of the month when you get rid of 31 things. Each day, you can take a photo of your items and share them on the socials to show your progress. So hashtag men's game is what they ask you to do. So you can challenge a friend, you can play along with us with the goal of making it to day 31. If you make it to day 31, you will have removed, wait for it, 400 things and 96 pieces of clutter from your home. Amazing. That's a huge amount of stuff. Amazing. So with this stuff, you can donate it, you can give it away, you can recycle it or trash the items. They just have to be removed from your space.
1: So when you're playing this game you're going to come up against some roadblocks, especially if you've had trouble decluttering your space in the in the past, you might find that you'll come up against the same kind of challenges. So Mm -hmm. Jenny and I've put together some questions that might be helpful to ask yourself as you're going through this process. And you can kind of go back to the list as you approach each item and they might, you might find that these are helpful to help you to know whether you need to remove it from your space or keep it in your world. So question Mm -hmm. one, is it functional? Does it work and do I use it? If it's broken, would I pay money to have it fixed? Am I saving this because someday I'll get it fixed? I'm saving it because someday it will fit a piece of clothing. So I've been so guilty of having a bunch of stuff that is taking up space in a closet because it is broken or out of style or it just doesn't fit. So if you aren't going to get something fixed in the near future, let it go. Is it out of style? Let it go. If it doesn't fit let it go. And it's kind of like that song from the movie Frozen. There's all of these things. If it's not functional, you don't, it doesn't work. You don't use it. Let it go.
2: I have definitely let go of a couple things in this round of the men's game. One was a broken little push cart of my son's from when he was a toddler that he still occasionally used in the yard or in the basement or other kids would use. But the thing was broken.
1: Yeah, I know. It's so weird how we hold on to these things.
2: Oh, the thing was so cute, but it felt really good to just part with it and let go of that thought of, well, what if maybe it's like, no, he's older now. He's not really using that. So, so and especially when,
1: when, and we'll, we'll cover this in a question down below, but when you have some sentimental uh, connection to something, was it helpful mm-hmm. to do the Marie Kondo thing where you're like, thank you for the memories. Thank you for serving us. Now we can let you go. Is, there something, yes, ab- is there something about that when it's attached to a memory oh. of your kid?
2: Yeah, and I think, too, especially if it's something about them being small, Yeah, it can be a challenge to let go of that. And I think, too, I know I have an odd attachment to wooden toys that are cute where uh, I kind of want to keep them because it's like nice toys that are like a nice set yeah. of things. Um, but I don't know, you know, it's, when I really stop and think about it, and put some intention, like the Marie Kondo, like focus on it. It's much easier to thank that item and let it go. But you know what? I'm never getting rid of what my shopping cart. Okay, you Even have like a I little scene.
1: <gasps> oh, I don't know if I've seen
2: it. Oh my gosh, Peg! It is like a real metal shopping cart, but kid size.
1: Oh, that seems awesome.
2: It is, and I got it secondhand.
1: Okay, well that's great.
2: It's. It was like such a deal and it's so fun. And you know what I keep in it now? What? Beers.
1: Perfect. And by the way, you're just a tiny human. You're no bigger than a minute. So you, it's probably perfect size for you. right?
2: Height wise, it's not far off. <laughs> and it's a fun thing when other kids are over because it's the novelty. But anyway. oh, I
1: like it. I love it.
2: Okay. Here's another question to ask yourself. And this is a good one for me. Is it practical? Have I used it in the last year? Is it something that I will use in the coming year? So I think this is a good question to ask, and it's a common one uh, when decluttering. It's a great question to ask. So is it just sitting around with no practical purpose? Why do you keep it? Get rid of it. Good one. That's just a good question to ask.
1: All right, here's another one. Do I have something else like it? Is there mm. another item that I own that could do this job just as well, but I like it more or is it more functional or practical? So yeah. sometimes we hold on to things, even if we have more than one. So last year for me, before the men's game, I had this problem with slow cookers. What? I had, I had four of them. Why? And to be clear, I'll explain. I didn't purposely buy four slow cookers. I acquired them from friends and relatives in merging households. Ah. So in my closet, and my cupboards, there were four slow cookers, but of course I was hesitant to get rid of them. So last year during the men's game, I said goodbye to three of them and I'm down to one slow cooker now. So I I kind of feel like this is a common thing though, that people could look around and find a whole bunch of stuff where they have multiples and they're not really using the multiples, but they keep them because they belong to them and now they're attached to them.
2: Yeah, I totally, you know, the one thing I got rid of in the men's game was a mini muffin tin. Oh yeah. And it's have... too big now for mini muffins. And ah. I realized I don't make these anymore, but I had it just in case. I don't know. Like in case some
1: just in case,
2: I don't know. Yeah. It was, uh, one of those things, but it was, if I hadn't been doing the men's game, it would have never occurred to me to even get rid of it. Cool. But now I have extra cupboard space. So anyway, another question, is it beautiful? Do I love it? Does it give me a sense of joy, love, happiness when I use it, see it? If you love it and it brings you joy, keep it. If it doesn't, say goodbye to it. So I think that that's a, a good one too. I think it's especially an important, yeah.
1: I was just going to say, I think it's an important one because, um, a lot of times when we get into that decluttering mode where you're like on a high, you're like, well, this doesn't have purpose and this isn't practical. I should just get rid of it. But if it means something to you because it's beautiful and you love it, that adds value to your life. So there's something there. You were going to say something about clothing.
2: If you don't love it and feel good in it, then it's not serving you. That's right. And I love the thing that you, um, you know, it kind of leads into the next one here too, which these are kind of related. So Five is, am I hanging on to this because I spent money on it and I feel guilty getting rid of it because of the money spent? I've definitely done this. So you bought something that you thought was uh, the best at the store. Then you bring it home with great intentions and it sat unused and maybe even untouched since that day you brought it home. Perhaps you have thought about donating it or getting rid of it, but then you feel guilty about the money that you spent and the fact that you never used it.
1: All right. Question number six, does it hold specific sentimental value? So we touched on this a little bit when we were talking about the shopping cart and the toys, but does it does it tell the story of an important relationship or a life changing experience? Letting go of items that hold some special memories are especially hard for many people. Mm-hmm. This has been a big challenge for me and I think it's a big challenge for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. I think this is one of the things that's hard. So okay. one thing that can be helpful here is to take a picture of the item that you're considering letting go. So you can still reflect on the sentimental memory associated with the item without having the item take up space in your life. After all, the memory is what you're trying
2: to hold on to. Do you know what I think that this one is especially useful for is artwork.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Because I have a ton for my nieces and I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? But then if I can take photos of it, I still feel like, oh, I've got it.
2: Yeah. And you know what I recommend you do if you're doing that? So I don't know how this would work on other devices, but on iPhones, In your photos, you can create folders, and I've created a folder that says Ethan's Art, so you can save it to that folder, so that I can go in that folder and look at all his art. It's in Uh, one place, so you don't have to scan through all your photos for it, and I've been trying to keep up with, with doing that. So I'm pretty... I'm pretty down with the decluttering, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not overly sentimental, Mm -hmm. but I think I told you about this pen situation. Yeah. I think we mentioned it last episode. So. Oh my gosh. Remind, remind our
1: listeners that maybe didn't hear last episode. What's the deal with the pen?
2: Okay. So I had been holding on to a pen for 12 years that was in the hotel room that we stayed in when we got married in Las Vegas. It was a pen, like a regular Bic pen that just happened to say Flamingo Hotel on it. And the pen, like I actually used it as well. So the pen was actually dried up a couple years ago, but I always just kept it in the drawer where I have pens. And I was going through it, getting rid of ones that didn't work and everything. And every time I go through this, I never got rid of that pen. And the funny part was the part that said Flamingo on it had worn off a long time ago. And I finally just thought like, what am I doing? And I mentioned it to Jeff and the look he gave me was all I needed to be able to let it go. Oh, good. Cause it was like, dude, it's a pen.
1: Well, and when you told me this story, I couldn't even believe it. Cause it just did not seem to fit your MO of being like the, you know, I get rid of stuff. So it's kind of neat that you are even susceptible to this.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. I'm susceptible to this. I, yeah, but it, it, that was a funny one. So Another one that's interesting, and I'm definitely guilty of this one, is am I keeping this item out of obligation or expectation? Did someone give you this item and you would feel guilty if you got rid of it, even though it's not useful and you don't love it? So if it's something that you would keep for any other reason than a sense of obligation or guilt, it shouldn't be in your space. You can still appreciate the thoughtfulness and the love that person was expressing by giving you the gift and then let it go. The gift was the giving. That's right. That's the job of the gift. That was what it was there to do. And its job is finished.
1: Yeah. I think this one can be hard for a lot of people. So I think that's Oh my
2: gosh. Yeah. I think this is one of the hardest
1: Yeah. So hopefully that oh, will help people biggest. to let go of some of those things that they're keeping out of obligation or an expectation that somebody's gonna come over and see it on their table or in their world or whatever, right?
2: Have you ever had that happen?
1: No, because I'm not really like i I just don't apologize. <laughs>
2: Yeah, good for you.
1: But I can understand how that would be a thing. It's a thing. All right, number eight. Could I use the space where this is stored for something else? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So this comes back to my spice drawer story. So I used to have two entire drawers filled with spices. So you probably heard me mention in the last year on the podcast at one point or another that I dreamed of a day when I would organize them such that I might get that second drawer back for other kitchen utensils. So with Jenny's guidance and accountability, I made it happen. It is possible, people. So perhaps you have a closet or a drawer or a space under the stairs filled with items that never or rarely get used. Imagine what you could use that space for if you got rid of the unwanted and unneeded stuff. That might be just the thing that you need to help you get it decluttered.
2: I like that one. I, I've I've heard as well um, people talking about taking a look at like the potential value of your house mm-hmm. and dividing it by your square footage and uh-huh. really thinking about what each square foot costs. Oh, that's
1: kind of neat. So say if
2: it's a room in your basement, Yeah. like a junk room, what's the value of that room? You know, because if it's like, well, it's not costing you anything to be sitting there, but if you imagine what, if you were paying for a storage yeah. facility. Yeah. So imagine that space and put a dollar value on what that space is worth. And if you're willing to give up that much square footage,
1: and then that might be the motivation you need to get it cleared out. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Love it. Yeah.
2: Um, okay. So number nine, if this object didn't exist in my world, would I pay money right now to replace it? I love that. I love it too. And do you know, I like thinking about the flip side. So kind of set in a different way. So you hold the item, you look at it and you say, would I rather have this item or the money? That. Oh, okay. And that one is a doozy like oh. when you think about that that's a ooh. so i like the way the like this thought too is if you looked at it and really considered if some kind of crazy disaster happened like you know your home burned down god forbid would you replace that item would you go out and buy it again if it didn't exist so if the answer is no time to let it go awesome also number 10 is am i saving this for some hypothetical just in case scenario, so a lot of people have a fear that once they get rid of something, then that'll be the exact time that they need it. So with lots of decluttering, it's it's likely that this is going to happen to you at some point. We did talk about this a little bit. Last a
1: little bit week. last week, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, but I I the peace and calm that you feel between now and that day is worth getting rid of the unused just in case item. And I mean, I have done a lot of decluttering over I don't know how much time, but 10 years, we'll say, and there are times where I've gotten rid of things, but I I really, it, it was funny because when we were talking about this, I couldn't think of something specific.
1: Oh, well, that's good. That's and cool. so
2: to me, that's a sign. Like there's been little things that I went to get and go, oh yeah, I got rid of that. And it just, you know, like the one thing, I don't know why I thought of this, but was a cake stand. So like a little footed plate that I only ever used if I was making a cake and I would, put it on that at home. But so I didn't have it. And I kind of thought, Oh, darn. And I think someone actually asked to borrow it. And then the next time I went, I made a cake and I thought about using it. You know what I did? What? I took a big plate, I put the cake on it. And then I took a bowl, turned it upside down and set the the plate on top of the bowl. Great idea. And made a little cake stand, like just that I could use temporarily. So it you know, and for the amount I use it, that's a great solution for me. So I felt fine about it. Amazing. A little, little creativity. So, and we talked as well last week about this 2020 rule that the minimalists talk about too. So and remind it us about that. It, it, so it's, if you can replace it in 20 minutes for under 20 bucks, that that's a good little guideline to give yourself.
1: Yeah. I like that. That's good. Basically, you just wanna trust that you have what you need and you get rid of the things that you are saving for quote, just in case. When you are considering an item to declutter, these questions should help you to really nail down what you want to keep and what you can let go. If you find yourself still struggling with the decision to get rid of something, even after going through these first 10 questions, consider what the research says about how clutter negatively affects your mental energy, your productivity, and your sense of calm. So, question 11 is this. Do I want to feel less tired, stressed, and overwhelmed? And do I want to feel calm, happier, and energized? I know I do. And if you want to as well, get rid of that thing. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Follow along with Jenny on Twitter at Jake House. She's got some great photos up each day showing her progress, following the specific rules, of course, as she works her way through the men's game this month. So don't miss out if you want to see what she's up to there. All right, let's move on to our segment called, Ooh, me likey.
2: So Peggy and I like talking to each other about podcasts we've been listening to. Sometimes maybe it's books we've been reading, random internet hilarity that we have found, and we feel like maybe you'll find it fun too.
1: So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week I'm into a book. The book is called Playing Big, Practical Wisdom for Women Who Want to Speak Up, Create, and Lead by Tara Moore. So this is a groundbreaking women's leadership expert and popular conference speaker, and she gives women the practical skills to voice and implement the changes they want to see in themselves and in the world. So here's a little bit more details about this book. Playing big is for you if you feel a calling or longing to play bigger, but you feel afraid or unsure about the next right steps. You want to make a positive difference in the world, but feel held back in some way. You feel done with striving to play big on the world's terms, but you do want to play big according to what that truly means to you. You wish you struggled less with fear, self-doubt, worries about what others think, or tentativeness around your ideas. You You suspect it would be a whole lot more fun to play big. So this book is pretty cool. It sort of just allows you to have a different perspective, and I'm really loving it. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm like halfway through it, and it's a really great book, so check it out if any of nice. that resonates with you.
2: Hey, want to hear something funny? What's up? I picked a book this week too.
1: You did? Look at us reading books. Amazing.
2: Your book sounds good. I think I will check the one, that out after this one I'm reading right now.
1: Okay. Tell me about yours.
2: Okay. So I am reading, it's called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I'm really really liking it I texted you about it the other night I was so excited I had gone on the library website to see if they had it and it was on order so I put a hold on it and I was the first person to get it
1: amazing
2: yeah on the same day that it hit stores too so that was exciting cool um so it is a memoir I would call it and it kind of I would say picks up after her last book, which was a bestseller called Love Warrior. So Glennon is described on the book jacket as an activist, speaker and thought leader, leader and founder and president of Together Rising, which is an all woman led nonprofit organization that has revolutionized grassroots philanthropy, raising over 20 million for women, families and children in crisis. So she tells really, really interesting stories about her life and her faith and lessons she's learned. And I would say each story ranges. I'm just kind of like looking through maybe like two to 10 pages. Like it's all broken into these little core of essays, I would say. Um, So the cool part is you can kind of pick it up and read like, they're not chapters, but read an essay at a time. So even if you just have a couple of minutes, um, but it's definitely one that you can also sit down and just blow right through because it's really really good she's also I she was on a goop podcast recently she's been doing a lot of press for this so there's lots of interviews out there if you want to kind of check it out and see what it's all about awesome Uh, but yeah it's really good yeah it sounds great yeah cool look at us reading books I like it and you know what I would say about that book what I'd say if you're around 40 it's excellent Okay.
1: Well, guess what? We're around 40. Let's read this book.
2: That's what it seems. She seems to kind of talk about is women at that phase of their lives. Cool. All so, right. Good tip. That's yeah.
1: All right. Now it's time for you win or you learn each week. Jenny and I will trade off during the segment to let you know where we did something right. And there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity.
2: So these can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives.
1: So I'm up for the win. And I alluded to this win last week a little bit, but I'm very excited to report that I made it past the one-year mark in my Duolingo streak, and I am now at 381 days in a row doing 10 minutes of Spanish a day.
2: Let's stop for a small clap for Peg. Thank you, thank you. Wow, that's quite the streak. I I think so, it's kind of exciting. So what happened at the one-year mark on the app? Oh, so I got
1: uh, something called the Wildfire Prize, and they gave me 20,000 gems. Oh, is that right? No, 2,000 gems. So every time when you finish a lesson, you get gems and then you kind of add them up and you can use them to buy things or to like, you know, if you run out of, um, and by the way, I have the, the, the free app. So I don't use where you get like, you know, if you pay for it, then you don't ever have to lose um, time because you've run out of hearts. Like if you make a bunch of mistakes, you lose hearts. And then if you have the paid app, you never run out of. Hearts.
2: It seems like there's more incentive to have the non paid app.
1: Well, it's kind of it becomes a bit gamified. And that it means that if I run out, I, I get nervous if I'm down to to one heart out of five. And I'm like, I got to get this part right, or I'm not going to be able to sign back into it till later today. Cool, But I can That's use my neat. gems to buy more hearts if I need to. So these gems are va- valuable.
2: Oh, my goodness. Anyway,
1: it's kind of a thing. If you don't know about Duolingo, talking about the gems is a, um, a thing. But ultimately, the big win is 381 days in a row of doing learning a new language, Spanish on Duolingo.
2: Muy bueno.
1: <laughs> Gracias, mi amiga.
2: <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> well done.
1: All right, All right. Your learn?
2: I'm up for the learn. Okay, so I've been sleeping in and it's one of those things that feels so good in the moment and then so terrible as I rush around in the morning to get ready for work. I really don't enjoy that feeling of rushing around. I don't know if anybody does, but I'm presently blaming the time change. I don't know if I can actually blame it, but I've been, ever since it happened, I've been having a hard time getting up in the mornings and getting going. And I find that I'm just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it till the last possible minute. And it just does not make for a great start to the day. I haven't been doing my morning meditation like I was before. It's just, it's, it's just not been great.
1: Okay. So, so you're going to use this as a jumping off point to get back after it in terms of a better routine in the morning?
2: Absolutely. Fantastic.
1: Okay. I like that. And I think that that feeling of rushing when I was younger, I didn't care. I'd wake up two minutes before I had to leave and rush and then go. But now I'm like, oh, I just want to have a slow morning. So if it can be a bit more chill, there's something about that.
2: Well, and it affects, I find for us, it affects the whole dynamic in the house too, because then we're rushing Ethan then we're like, it's, it's not the, you know, when you have that time together as a family for us, before we go off to our day, it's just, it's just not great. Okay. All
1: right. That's a good learn. That's a good learn. It's a good reminder for everybody to, to spend more time, like being a bit chill in the morning.
2: So you know what the worst part is? What? I'm still going to bed early. Like I'm still in bed early. I'm getting adequate sleep. I'm just not getting up.
1: So this is how powerful the circadian rhythm is and to our routines. And we're just not used to it. Your body was like, no, it's not time yet. So yeah. that's why it takes a while. And that's why really daylight savings time should just cease to exist. It's served its, its purpose. It's Yeah. It's
2: so silly. And poor Ethan, like I would say for the first four nights, four or five nights, like he was so frustrated at bedtime. Yeah. Just because it's like, and he's like, oh, I don't understand why I can't sleep. And, you know, we can explain the time change to him, but. And he's like, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. It doesn't adults. make sense. You adults. I don't know how you adults are running the world, but it's silly. That's right. As we
1: said last week, we don't know how long these events will last or what our new normal will be like when we get to the other side. But Jenny and I will be here each week sharing what we feel is helpful for us. And hopefully you will find it helpful too. Please reach out to us and ask us questions or share stories of how you are navigating this time. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Let us know how you're feeling in these uncertain times and how you're managing. Also, with respect to the content of today's show, let us know if you are using this time to clean out any closets or drawers, and if you are saying goodbye to things that don't serve you. For questions or comments, send us an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com. You can come say hi on the socials. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast.
0: If this episode was helpful at all to you, please tell a friend and share it with them. This is the way that Peggy and Jenny can be of service right now. And if you found it helpful, pass it on. These ladies also have a Facebook group. Search the Improvement Project on Facebook to join in the conversation.
1: Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay calm, stay home, stay focused, and get after it. John and I are sending you big love. Great work, John. How do you feel about it?
0: Oh boy, Peg, I don't think I'm going to quit my day job. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see how we do. Okay.